What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Barrel Up Podcast. My name is Doug Clark from Northern Baseball Training, and today I'm joined by the other half of Northern Baseball Training, my partner in crime, my business partner, my taller but way less handsome younger brother, uh, Chris Clark. What's up, dog? What up, man? How's it feel to be on the podcast and make your debut in front of all the millions of people listening, including uh, Jose Canseco, which we're going to get to in a second? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. feels good. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so... The Jose Canseco thing, I just got to, I want to touch on that before we even really get started. You know, I don't usually address negativity or negative comments, but I got to talk about that post. So I made a post of a softball girl from University of Washington making a swing and just to compare like that baseball swings are the same as softball swings. Um, and the comments on that post are just insane. Not even going to get started on all the, the grease ball comments from all the pervs on the internet, but Jose Canseco chimes in and terrible swing. Out of nowhere, uh, a grown man chirping a uh, a high school or a college girl. But I wanted to address to everybody in the comments who are saying that fastball is easy, but because it's not easy. You know, the fields are smaller, the balls are bigger, whatever. I used to think the same thing until I played it. Um, but fastball is hard, man. They're they're pitching from forty three feet, and I looked up the average D one speed Division one fastball. It's like sixty five to seventy miles an hour at 43 feet, which is the equivalent of 95 to 101 miles an hour at baseball. And all these guys are saying how easy it is. And it's, it's not like playing fastball for the first time last couple of years. It is hard. They're so close. I feel like the guy's touching my face when he lets go of the ball. It's just like, and then rise balls. It's just crazy. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like stuff like those comments, man. Like it's, you know, like you see so many of those comments that you get from, like random dudes and it's so easy to just like brush them off like and then you get a comment from jose canseco like out of nowhere (laughs) like from the rafters like (laughs) what do you i don't know like it's it's so hard to like even just describe like what this what series of events made him just like he's scrolling through tiktok he sees this and he's like no no i gotta put my stamp on this i gotta chime in on this (laughs) like I, it's just yeah like ridiculous from him and then all those other comments man like you you go through and you're like looking at just all these guys that are just perving out on him like it's yeah you, you're posting baseball content you're just posting a swing like it's not like it's not meant for that yeah and just all these guys like they just that's know, gross popped up the views though on that one <laughs> yeah it's almost it's almost got a million on both on instagram and tiktok but yeah, like just the comments, like usually like you don't, you don't hate, most people don't hate down. They only hate up, right? So you're getting all these, like nobody's chirping. And then usually somebody like that doesn't really chime in on stuff like this. But I think Jose yeah. Canseco is kind of a guy who likes to stir up, stir the pot and, and, uh, he's just yeah. putting his, his name out there just to, well, I mean, nobody knows, who, nobody cares about him anymore. So he's like, he's trying to, get his name out there and some guy comments like oh you're not going to answer to that like no i mean a grown man making fun of a college girl no i'm not even gonna, i'm not gonna acknowledge it <laughs> yeah. and yeah it's just it's just comments are you know ridiculous talk to it with like Steinman and stuff too like you just got to ignore it your first instinct is to like who is this guy yeah. and but they're well, Most your first instinct is to uh, screenshot it and then send it to the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. Uh, but yeah, like 
it's 99.9% of the time it's a nobody with no posts, no followers, or just some kid. Um, and then he get the odd Jose Canseco guy <laughs> jumping in and had the terrible swing, he says. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. But yeah, um, we'll just jump back for, for those of you who don't know how Northern Baseball training started, but it started as an idea between me and Chris and our cousin, Brandon, um, you know, just sitting around family functions, talking about baseball and how we need to start an academy because, you know, growing up where we did hockey town, it's baseball's over. Okay. Now it's hockey season. And we never had that off season training um, because everybody's just so focused on baseball. So we talked about it for, for so long. Um, and then we finally did it. I think 2018 was our first camp and, you know, just to help people locally, the local kids here. And then it, it's been, just been growing a lot faster than we expected. And then never would have imagined growing online. Like we are like never would have pictured myself putting my face on camera, making a YouTube channel, having a podcast, posting on social media. Like I was never that guy. Like on my personal social media, I'd post like once, once every, once a month, maybe. And then we just, it just grows. And, you know, the social media is growing, the YouTube's growing, the online personal training is growing, like everything is growing. And the opportunities we've like created already and the potential we have moving forward is something that I'm excited about. Like we talk about it all the time about like the future and the plans and the stuff that we have in motion. And it's just exciting. It's exciting to, to what we have in the works and, and what the plans are. Yeah. Like, like you said, like you, you know, like the thinking about like what, how it got started and like what we, what we did was, you know, you just like look back at like your career, my career, Brandon's career. Like we, like it, it's not like even really a career. It's just <laughs> like, you know, we played ball to college and had fun. Yeah. College and had fun. But then looking back at it, it's just like, man, like if I would have known this or if I would have like just put a little bit more effort into this, then like maybe I could have did something else, you know, like or like went a little bit further or whatever. Like it wasn't like serious because like there was nobody from the culture was the different. Town or anybody that we knew that really went somewhere. So it was just like, yeah, no, I play for, I play for fun. Like you're just going to play and then you're going to play in the men's league and you're going to have, you could just play forever. And that was kind of just the idea of it. I just want to keep playing. I don't want the high school ball to be the last little bit of ball. So then you just keep playing. I think just looking back at like what, like what happened growing up is like, like, where did it go wrong? Like what are, what didn't we learn back in, in youth baseball? Like what, what could we have learned? And like, we had some good coaches and um, it went well for us, but at the same time, like these, these kids, like the biggest thing was that we weren't getting on the field early enough. So we weren't able to like hone your skills like everybody else is. So um, that was kind of the idea when, when it started. And then a lot of years of us just talking about it kind of uh, turned into, you know, Hey, Kayla, make us a logo. (laughs) Yeah. Let's start (laughs) with that get a logo and then we're like hey let's do a camp and then just the camp turned into like why don't we do like weekly training and and then weekly training turned into more weekly training and more camps and let's get a facility yeah then you get a enough guys to facilitate getting a facility and then you know like that you start having too many guys and let's get bigger and it just kind of grows and you know doing this all while we both have full-time jobs is like <laughs> is crazy yeah. Uh, like we talk about it all the time that like you don't really sit back. Like we haven't really sat back and just like talked about like our accomplishment or like what we're doing or whatever. It's just like, let's do the next thing. Let's like, how can we 
help the kids more? Like what can we invest back into uh, the training to get kids more quality? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of all starts from just a little idea. But yeah, we've been, we've been like, go, 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 go since day one. And like, we didn't even have a chance to celebrate getting our first facility. It was like, okay, let's just start training. And then we started going and going and going. And then it was like, we were just go, go, go. And then it was like, we got a new facility. And we're like, okay, well, let's just go. And then we, we finished renovating it. And then right when we finished renovating, we started training. And then like, we didn't even have like a celebration party or anything for, for either facility. <laughs> and like, I see like, you know, I see other facilities online. Like I was talking to the guys from five tool, they have like a sick facility and you know, they're posting like videos of like, you know, having a cake and like a celebration and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh man, like we didn't even do that for either facility. Yeah. Like we just like, we just got straight to work, which, you know, it's good well, to always have like a goal and always try to do better. But like at the same time, it's good to sit back and like appreciate what you've done and how far you've come. Because like our goal is to have a facility like this, but we didn't think it would happen in five years. Like it, yeah. it happens so fast. And, and, um, and just kind of jumping back to what you said about like, what we didn't have as kids, like all the, all the players that we grew up with were like, that were good. were just like raw. Like they didn't yeah. do any off season training. It was just like, they're just raw athletes. that could just smash baseballs. Right. Yeah. And you just imagine if a lot of the players that we played up with who were good, that we grew up with that were good. If they would have had like a team of like us, like showing them from the, from like 10 years old, like this is how you swing. Like this is the mentality. This is the approach, like everything that we're teaching starting at like 10 they like get to college a lot of we would have seen a lot more success from where we're from if they would have had that and you're seeing it now with the kids that we're training like the kids that have been with us since we started like five years ago who are 10 and they're now like 14 15 they're just so much better they're just so good and it's just like fun to watch them go from like a kid who could barely hit a ball off a tee to like now hitting rockets right like it's it's yeah. fun to watch and and not even just that, it's like, we always talk about like what, what our philosophy is with like positivity and mindset and, and stuff like that. And you just see them growing as humans as well, like being positive. And I think that's the biggest thing, like, is not just teaching them how to be good baseball players, but teaching them how to be good people as well. And, you know, zero tolerance for bullies and, and negative talk. And like, that just doesn't happen. We just don't allow it. And yeah. I think that's an important aspect that a lot of people do not focus on. It's just like, hey, this is how you hit a baseball. This is how you pitch a baseball. This is how you feel the ground ball. But in the meantime, they're not like, it's just, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of like trash talking that, that is just, kids are just learning, right? They're just learning that. Yeah. I think like, like with that now, like the biggest thing that I think is a, is hard to, for parents to understand and for people to understand is, that like the time now isn't the same as 20 years ago. So like when we grew up, we had different things. We did whatever. So like we want to elevate our training to what we have. And it, it doesn't change the fact that like you still need to work on the, like the work ethic part of it. And like, like it, like an understanding that like COVID had a big part in these kids development. So like they're missing two years of like, crucial like no games at all for two years yeah so like those kids that are like i don't know 13 14 now missed 11 (laughs) like like crucial times of like you know learning the game and just learning how to play and and um i think it's you got to have that into the like your 
the back of your mind when you're when you're coaching these kids that are around that age that maybe they are a little bit behind it was they couldn't do anything you know like we have uh, a handful of guys that we train that we still train that came to us all throughout covid wearing masks and and everything and a lot of a lot of people didn't so uh, like i think just understanding that aspect of it is that like that you know a lot of people did lose out on two years of of playing ball and like that sucks you know like if you if you picked up at 12 and you didn't get to play for 12 13 or 14 you only have three more years of of minor ball like minor ball that's crazy you you lost it it sucks and and it's like even just like the college players you know, like their draft year and like everything like that. Like it's, it's so unfortunate that that happened, but. Yeah. I think a lot of things like that, that we talked about, like when we went to Arizona, just a lot of things that a lot of kids just don't know yet. You brought it up that, uh, and, um, one of our guys was holding the runner at third base. Yeah. Cause like a lot of them, even just like little things, like they get a ground ball, like shortstop, make a sick play, fire seed to first base. And first baseman's like, give it back to the pitcher. It's like, no, like throw <laughs> it around. And yeah. like part of that comes too, like they missed out on a couple of years where you maybe would have learned that. Like little things like that. Like maybe when you're like nine, 10 beginner, you don't really do stuff like that because you're still learning the game. But then you miss out on little league where it's like, maybe that's when you start to learn, you know, throw the ball around and, and little things like that. Because that's not stuff that you like, you don't like really practice that in like inside in a cage, right? You're not practicing ga- like real game, game like situations. I think that's where a lot of like we're at a disadvantage because we don't get on the field till May, but that's not an excuse because you know, you're still, you still have the opportunity to train and get better and learn. And like you have the same opportunity, you just maybe don't play as many games, which when you do play those games, you really got to take them seriously. And yeah. like really, really work. Um, because yeah, these teams that we played before, you know, they they got 60 games under their belt. Whereas a lot of kids here, they don't get 60 games all year. And these guys yeah. had them in the first two months, right? Yeah. So it's taking every single game seriously and trying to learn learn each one in each game. Yeah, I think uh like going back to like the the Arizona uh trip, like one of the big things that like you kind of took away from that was just the comfort that the players from you know Arizona LA like the teams that we were playing um just the the how comfortable they were just on the field you know like so, like just fielding ground balls talking with amongst each other where like our guys are just like you know they first, brand, first time on the everybody's field everybody's got brand new cleats like, you know, like <laughs> they're just yeah trying to get used to being back in their ball gear and I think being where we are and how we have to train indoors is it's like a a big part of it is to make sure they're comfortable in the box and Mm -hmm. make sure they're working on that and you know we have those live sessions um with the live pitching and um pitching machine and just try to get them as comfortable as they can uh doing everything that they can make getting as many swings as they can um that helps out when you get to the field but um, there's always going to be that little bit of rust that you got to shake off um, when panic, you're playing the panic in the first one. couple games. Yeah, you're playing game one and they're playing game 61. So um, yeah. just there is going to be a bit of that. But um, if you're comfortable in the dish, you're comfortable on the mound, like you'll be able to figure it out quickly. 
And I think that's the key is just being able to figure it out quickly. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't really like, you can do all your live ABs inside all you want. Like you can do as much as you can indoors, but nothing's going to prepare you for a game other than as much as playing, playing a game, right? Like yeah. just be being at your position and, you know, having to act on the fly. The only way to prepare for that is just play real games, right? You can work on your mechanics all day, every day, which is good. And you should, but being at the actual game, playing an actual game is going to prepare you the most. That's how you're going to get the, the most experience. Yeah. Well, there, there's pressure, right? Yeah. Like for there, sure. once you get the pressure on, like that's when you, you know, that, that weight of, of letting down your teammates or wanting to impress your teammates or, you know, impress your parents, like, whatever it is like that's going to weigh on you when you're in the game and you're only going to get that from playing. And, uh, and that's why we are taking these, these kids to Arizona in the off season so that they can play. And, and we've got some big things coming up. So like just more tournaments and more, more action for these kids to, to get some more at bats in game and, and get to see how other guys, how other guys do it. Um, so let's just kind of jump back to like minor baseball and youth baseball. There is a problem, I think, everywhere about, you know, keeping kids playing, um, not having kids quitting um, because, you you know, the goal is to grow the sport. You want kids to fall in love with the sport and not just play it. Oh, that wasn't very fun. And then stop playing and then go play soccer or lacrosse or whatever you want to you want to keep kids into it. So what what do you think? What do you think? the the challenges are you know for you know minor baseball here and just everywhere with with keeping players interested in having fun and keeping them playing for for a long time yeah this is something we talk about all the time because it's 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 hard to to keep these kids as they get older motivated to keep playing which is a big part of why we even started doing what we're doing uh, but yeah like I think like the biggest thing is is probably just putting in the work in a, in an area like of what we we're in northern bc you got to put in that off-season work not every kid is going to want to do that but the more open you are and the more options they have to to come out and and get their work in because everybody hates to suck nobody likes to miss yeah. and, and swing and strike out and uh, if they're not getting told because like we talk about it all the time we have a kid that comes in and you look at his swing and he's he's raw he doesn't really know how to play but he wants to play so like you can make like one little tweak or tell them one or two things. And then that kid doesn't strike out as better yeah. as, as much, you know, like they're, they're getting, they're getting better. And like, that's, that's where I think it, it, it gets missed out in the league is that it's a lot of these kids that are quitting are just one technical step away from, oh, yeah. from falling in love with the game. And, you know, like we, we try to try to do as many like free camps and get out there and, and try to get, tell these kids a, a couple things that'll, that'll change their game and talk to coaches and let them know kind of what we look for so that they can make an adjustment during the season when we don't get to see them. But I think that's the biggest thing is that they're just not getting what they need to make sure that they can continue playing. Not everybody's going to get told something and then just rake. They're going to, have to struggle a little bit and maybe they find something out and now they're hitting a triple and now they're like oh sick i want to do that again and then it's motivating to keep playing and i think that's the biggest thing is just trying to get these kids to to put in just a little bit extra work or you know us find them at the field and kind of give some tips and whatever like because a lot of these parents they're these coaches are just parents that are just that want their kid to play 
Yeah, they need help too. Nobody volunteered. So they're yeah. they kind of stuck in it. And, you know, like if one kid has a, a bad season or doesn't have a good time, he's not coming back next year. He's playing mm-hmm. soccer, he's playing hockey, and that's what you want to want to want to get away from. And I think it just goes across the board in sports, especially in our city. Like it goes with ringette, hockey, everything. That if you you want to make it as fun as you can for those kids. Like you want them coming back because they had a great time. And as long as they're having fun, you have a chance to teach them how to get better. And that's all you want. Yeah. If you make it fun for them while they're learning, then they're going to stay and they're going to have fun. And they're not just going to go in there and suck, not learn anything, not get any better. And then, and then they're going to quit. Yeah. And I was talking to, to Duke about this. Um, Like everybody, a lot of like programs want to focus on just the good players. I just want to work with the good players because they're the funnest to work with, right? Because they're, they're hitting lasers all the time. They see a lot of like, they, they learn quickly. Um, and you know, not a lot of, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Do some front toss with them. They're hitting lasers. Like they're, they're just, it's fun. Like it's, yeah, of course that's fun. And, but you, you, we need to focus on the kids who are brand new, the kids that don't know anything, the coaches that don't know what they're doing that, that like need help just learning the basics. Um, because like you said, like a lot of, a lot of the, the coaches are just volunteer parents that like my kid likes wants to play. Um, they don't have a coach. I'm going to step in. It's like, they need help too. And it's like nothing against them because you need those people, but yeah. like they need help too. And they, and they need um, just a little bit of guidance. Cause I mean, I've made multiple videos of like, this is what you should do as a beginner coach. If you know nothing about, about coaching and you're, you know, you got voluntold, voluntold into coaching your kid. Like, these are the things you need to, you should do. Like, like super basic, like let them have fun. Like let the kids play every position. Like nobody cares who, who wins. Like, honestly, like, yeah. Like as you get older and you start to get to a higher level, yeah. You want to compete and you want to win and you always want to compete and always want to compete and always want to win. But at those younger ages, like that's not the goal. The goal is not to win. And even at like, like 11, 12, 13, you, you see a lot of these um, like all-star coaches and all-star teams, like only focus on winning. And they go to these tournaments and it's not even like provincials or, or anything. It's just like a, a tournament on like a May long weekend that literally doesn't mean anything. Those yeah. are the weekends where you need to really, really focus on developing these players and getting everybody in and, and like, like, yeah, you're still trying to compete and you're still trying to win always, but that's not the number one goal. The number one goal is to have these kids like have fun, learn, and obviously get better. But like so many like people just focus on like winning, like winning. Okay. Best lineup every game. These guys sit every game. Like it just because they're not as good. It's like, well, those kids aren't going to get any better. Like, yeah, yeah, it's an all-star team, but they're still only 12 years old. Like they're not even like developed yet. Yeah. So like a, a big part of that is like, I think just like parents not really knowing and you know, like you sign up for a sport, you want to win no mm-hmm. matter what, like you want to play it. Like that's what sports is. You want to win. Always, you yeah. Go out and compete, but the the thing with like having these like young all star teams, it's it's awesome, it's great. But with the kids that don't make the team, if there's nothing there for them, you don't have a house league the next year. So you need house league to funnel into those those uh, all star teams. And if you don't have an all star team, if you only have like we have, I think throughout all of our minor baseball is like maybe four hundred players, four hundred fifty players. And that's through all the age groups. And I think starting from like 14 to 18, I think there was only 20, you know, like there's, 
you've lost your entire house league and now you only have a small selection of all-star players where you want to have a big house league that has players competing for those all-star teams. Like you want to bring that competition. The, the, the problem you get in with the all-star teams with when you get at a young age, it's the same all-star team and they have no competition. So there's nothing driving that like pressure that I want to make the team. I want to make the team. They just know that they're on the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's like, that's where the fun comes in. You got to make it fun for all these kids so that they can continue playing. And, and I think it's just a, parents don't really know or understand that that's the effect that, that it's having on them that like they're coaching and they want to win because that team who wins or those players that do well, it's awesome for them. Like they're like sick. This is great. Like, yeah, everybody loves winning. The best obviously. Time ever. I got a, I got a medal and this is awesome. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're like, you're not going to win every tournament. So if you like make it like unfun for this team, cause you're trying so hard to win and you don't win, like you didn't even learn anything like yeah. like a lot of those kids like you said like they're like on the bubble and they don't even get an opportunity to, to play and then they didn't have any fun and then they quit when they're a lot of the kids are quitting before they even have a chance to develop as like like people like physically yeah like like you you were like the smallest kid for so long and then all of a sudden like you're the biggest kid like yeah. imagine if you had quit because you were when you're the smallest kid, you would have quit before you you were able to grow. I think that happens with a lot of people, a lot of kids, is they they quit before like they're already written off because they're the small kid. It's yeah. like, you know, they're written off so early because of of how good they are when they're eleven. Yeah. And, and you see that so much is like and a lot of a lot of players will like only see those kids as like the player they were when they like met them. Yeah, so like yeah. if you if you see this team, it's like okay, this is the team. These are the good kids. These are the kids that are okay. These are the kids that aren't very good. Like the people at the like the the good kids, quote unquote, good kids are only going to see those kids at the bottom of the barrel as the like the the kids that aren't as good forever, um, which is unfair for for them, right? Just because they were yeah. they were short when they were ten and they weren't very good when they were ten, they're always going to be seen as the kid that isn't very good or isn't very fast, right? Yeah, that that kind of that reminds me of something that I wanted I wanted to talk about is just like when that happens in a game parents need to also know that they're watching the game from the same stands of that kid that just got taken out and you know like they we see it all the time you have parents in the stands and they're just you know you got a little clicks of parents and they're whispering like oh why is why is little Johnny going in like my kid's playing awesome or that kid's playing awesome. Why did he get taken out? He just plays four why, for four. It's like, you know, why is this kid going in or don't take him out? He's pitching well or whatever. It's like, you're sitting next to their parent. They can <laughs> overhear this. Like you're sitting next to the parent, their siblings, like their grandparents, like everybody's here to watch their kids play. And, you know, you have these parents that are just like really uh, narrow minded when it comes to what success is in youth baseball. You know, like the, the success is just, those kids go out and they fall in love with the game. That's that's what you want. You want especially them especially at that age, like yeah, man. Like you just want them to just fall in love with it. And I think if you don't let get those kids to love it, they're gonna they're gonna go to high school and they're gonna find something else that they're gonna love. And yeah. that's what drops off your numbers. It might not be not might not be a good thing that they fall in love with. Um yeah. and yeah, just jumping on like it all starts with like the coaches and the parents, like setting good examples 
um, you know, I talk about it all the time, but like for the, a lot of the parents will like, like you said, Timmy's playing well, why are they taking him out? Like this suck, like whatever. And then they're just kind of chirping. And then the kid comes home, comes into the car and they're driving home. It's like, and then they start chirping the coach and then they start chirping the kid who went in for him. And yeah. And then he went over four after they took you out. Like, and it's just like, that just does nothing good. Like, yeah. you know, like it was, it's a mean nothing tournament on May long weekend at 12 years old. Like it was this kid's turn to play. You hadn't sat yet. Like who cares how well you were doing? Like, yeah, obviously you want to do well and you want to play, but like that, like that's not the purpose. And then when the, you get that negative talk between parents and then between parents and kids and and then parents and players, it just makes like for a toxic environment, like all the time. And like when a kid makes an error, it's like, Oh, why is he playing short? Like so-and-so should be playing short. It's like, he's 12 years old, man. Like, (laughs) <laughs> grab a glove and go down shortstop and I'll let me hit you some rockets at you and see if you make an error, you know? And like, and it's just, it's, it's hard. Like it's not, it's not that easy and they're still kids. I think that's the, the key to, to it all. Like they're, they're still kids. They're still, you know, dealing with little kid problems and, and puberty problems and, you know, high school, getting into high school problems. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of stuff and, you know, like you don't need to go to baseball and, and just get grilled you know like um there is a time like there is like i'm not saying and i know that you're not saying it either there's we're not saying like don't ever try to win like don't always ever try to always play hard and always like yeah, yeah like compete. you're not gonna do crazy things on the field but you're just gonna get everybody in and and give kids opportunity to succeed you know if you don't let that kid have an at-bat in an important situation well, then he doesn't get the opportunity to 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 feel that pressure. He doesn't get that opportunity. Like if you're always going to give it to the best kid on your team, like it's just you got to know that the, they are kids. They do need to develop. And while they're developing, let's make it as fun as we can. And mm-hmm. you're going to get to a point where everybody has been developing and everybody is good and everybody wants to win. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to switch it up a little bit to be a little bit more competitive and make a little bit different moves on the roster. Yeah. Put different pitchers in at certain times. That's but that's a feel that you get as a coach when you have a certain team that you've developed and that they they all have the same mindset. And you get and older. Just, yeah. You get older, you get you get to know the game a little bit better. You get to know where you kind of fit in and what you want to do, but you know, like like I like well, like for me, I just got put in the outfield cuz I was fast. Mm-hmm. So, I played outfield forever. <laughs> like, I didn't even because you're a fast because you're a fast ten year old. You're you're outfield forever. <laughs> like I didn't like you know like you know you get stuck in these roles that like maybe maybe I would have liked to play infield. Maybe I would have liked to catch. Maybe I would have liked to do these things. But you know when you're told that you're this is where you're going to play, and then you just end up playing there all the time, and you know like I never ask questions. I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll play center. Like, and yeah, then I'm just des- playing center forever. So you designated your position at 10 years old based on your abilities (laughs) when you're 10. (laughs) Yeah, basically, like, I don't know. It it worked out. Like, I love playing it. And, like, it's like, you might have been a better shortstop. Like, if you would have got the opportunity to play shortstop or play third base or, or whatever, that might, you might have loved that more. Yeah. You know, if you would have, if you would have gotten that opportunity as a kid, but instead you were, you were designated a position based on your abilities when you're 10 for the rest of your, like, (laughs) <laughs> your youth baseball career 
Yeah. And then you and then you just got good at it because that's all you played. So then you just stayed there. Yeah. Uh, you never got the opportunity to to play anywhere else. Yeah, I think it happens to like a lot of kids. It's just you know when they're younger, you want to get as a coach too. You're volunteering. You're like, well, I don't even know what. Like, I'll just put this kid here because he can throw, and this kid here because he can catch, and and then it kind of just gets put like that, and you just roll with it. There, I don't think there's too much thought into it. Whereas when you like with us, like obviously we think about the development part so we can look back on it and be like, well, you know, like this is how we should, you should run it in the future. And this is how we should go. But. And, and with everything that we're saying, like there's obviously a point in time where, you know, yes, the best players are going to play. And if you're not good, you, you don't deserve to play. And if you're not working hard, you don't deserve to play. And you, and you, you know, that shifts like that, that totally shifts as you get older and more competitive and it totally shifts. Like we're not saying this is for everybody here. Yeah. This is for, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, like children at that level. Like there's a different goal. Um, and it's to develop the players as players, as people, as humans, and get them to fall in love with the sport, like full heartedly fall in love with it and um, keep it positive in the law lo- in like in the, in the dressing room on the road trips, like keep it positive in the bleachers. Like, it's just, it's a huge issue. I think not just with baseball, but just in youth sports everywhere is the parents like making it about them and making it about their kid and, and ruining it for a lot of other parents and ruining it for a lot of other kids because of their, you know, selfish, selfish wants for, for what they want for, for little Timmy, um, at 12 years old. Right. And, and with everything that we just talked about, like there is a lot of good things happening you know, with youth baseball here and everywhere, there are a lot of good uh, role models and good coaches and good programs that are doing it for the right reasons. And we're seeing a lot here, like a lot of the kids that we train, like they're loving it. They're working so hard. They're getting so much better. And you can just see them grow, not just because they're all getting taller than me now that they're getting like 14, 15, but you can see like their love for the game grow. You can see their skills grow you can see them grow as like humans and the way they're like carrying themselves and learning um, as we kind of continue to work with them. You know, they're not just getting better at the sport. They're just becoming, you know, better people. And, and, and it's, it's fun. That's like my favorite part about, about what we do is watching these kids grow. It's just, it's just so fun as a coach. I think that's my favorite part is to just watch them grow is like it's they almost feel like they're like your kids like you, you you love them like you love a kid your own kids and um you want to see them succeed in all areas of life and yeah i i think uh it is going in like a positive direction like we did talk about like a lot of negative things that are going on with baseball but there's a shift going on where like people are actively looking to to get better and they're seeking they they want that knowledge they want to get taught they want to do it properly and they want to get better and I think like we, like you said, we, we see it all the time with the kids that we train, like, you know, they're, they're so pumped to even just have the opportunity, you know, like, uh, coming in extra hours to, to get some swings in, to get, to lift some weights, um, do the program. And, you know, like with having the, the hit tracks, the kids are just like, you know, they, they're competing the numbers. Like for us, yeah. it's like the numbers, whatever, like, I, yeah. 13 year olds exit velo whatever it doesn't matter doesn't but really matter it, it motivates them to to push a little bit harder and like and once you know we, we go through a lesson and the kids see that they're doing something and and we correct it they can see instant results 
and then they're like, oh, okay. And then, and then you just see like their minds working. And, and like you said, like watching them grow, like watching them see what they're doing wrong and then what they're doing right. And then them making like a mental change to fix it. And then they fix it. And then we can move on to other things. It's, it's crazy. Like just even like the, the younger kids that come in, they just want to, they just keep wanting to come back. Like they just, because they're seeing progress and they're getting better. And, you know, like that's the best part of it is just seeing kids that even the kids that like, we've had a couple where they didn't make the all-star team and that was their big goals. They wanted to make the all-star team. And then they, they come to us and they've had, you know, some off season work and they tweak a couple of things and then they've completely changed as a player. And, yeah. you know, it's not like they're not revamping the whole thing. You're just like giving them little tips and things that they can work on their swing and they put the work in and then they make the team and they're one of the best players on the team. So yeah, it's, it's happened. It's, just, it's happened a couple of times where, you know, someone will get cut and then I don't want to get cut again. And then they yeah. come and then they work, they work so hard. And then yeah. now they're, you know, like you said, one of the best players on the team and, and it's, it's just, it's fun to, fun to see them and, and see the, see them grow, you know, as people and, and the culture, like, like we always talk about, like uh, our, we want to keep it positive. We want to keep it fun, you know, no negative, no negativity, no bullying, like none of that. And just the culture that we're creating, like watching the guys like compete, like when they get a PR, like everybody's celebrating each other, like high yeah. fives, like, and growing together. Cause they're yeah. all like coming up together and just seeing them all grow together is, is just they're, fun. They're also trying to, they're also trying to like beat that record. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're like competing with each other, it. but they're celebrating. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's good. And like, I, I think like with the culture too, like, um, like I wanted to bring this up cause it's pretty cool. Like when we were getting ready to go to Arizona, Jared was playing for team Canada and you know, he's a PG boy and we're doing practice. So we put it up the game up on the TV and, you know, every time he's up, all the kids are just, yeah, you know, pause. like, yeah. they pause, let's watch, like, and they're seeing a kid that, like, grew up in PG, and he grinded his way through college. He was right where these kids were when he was their age. Yeah, like, he grinded through, like, a new team every single year. And now he's AAA, like, right, right next to the big leagues. He had his debut last year. Like, them seeing that is so much motivation for them. And you can see it, like, well, uh, he took the time when we went to that Team Canada Mexico game in Arizona to come say hi to the boys, and they yeah. were a lot of them said that was like the best part of their trip. Yeah, like was just talking to this guy that you know grew up down the street from them, and um, yeah. I think that's like that's a huge thing for them to see, and like you know, like it kind of just gives you goosebumps to like think about those kids watching him and 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 being able to like try to go in his footsteps and then know that it took him a lot of work and they're putting in the work and they want to be there. Like, I just think it's, it's the coolest thing to watch. Man. Yeah. I think, I think him, like he's a huge inspiration for all the kids that, that, uh, that play here in Prince George and the kids that we train. Um, because yeah, he, he, like we've known him, we've been following him for his whole journey. We, you know, played with him and, and he always comes to the facility. And I think the kids seeing him, um, like at the, at the ball game playing for team Canada and just chatting with him when he, whenever he comes to town, he helps with our camps and stuff. And like seeing that he's just like, a, he's a real guy, like a normal dude who was right where you guys are. Um, he just worked his butt off to get to where he is. And, you know, he, he just swung every day and he worked real, real hard. 
And he got to where he is now. And like you said, he started off playing exactly where these kids are. Then he went to PBL, you know, and then he went through his college where he played Juco, Div 2, Div 1, drafted, you know, single A, all the way up to AAA, got a shot in the bigs last year. Now he's in AAA again, and hopefully he's going to get some some more time in the bigs. And he's he's like, he's, he started where you guys all started. And yeah. having kids see that and like witness it, you know, firsthand and to see that he's like a real dude who came from where where they come from it's a huge inspiration for them i think so um it's, it's good to have so well anyways man let's uh let's shut it down i think it's been about an hour here but let's just kind of chat about what uh what we got going on because we got we got some big things going on um with our summer program because we talk a lot about culture and uh you know the baseball culture and our summer program basically we just we open it up to all the all the players who want to come and just work you have the cage every single day. You have the weight room every single day. Um, you know, come in, you have a hitting plan and just come work and get, and get your work in and then give them a workout plan. You know, we'll do group workouts and just kind of create that culture of, you know, all the players getting together and just working together and supporting each other. You know, a lot of, a lot of the guys we got go, are going to college. You know, we got a lot of um, committed players, softball and baseball, just getting in, working together, um, just create that culture of just coming in every day and, and just trying to get better. And then for those of you who are listening who didn't see, we are now offering online personal training. Um, so if you guys are looking to get bigger, faster, stronger, whether that's in season, off season, whatever, whatever your goals are, um, send us a message because we got some some awesome online programs going on. So we're gonna give you a full workout plan, we're gonna give you a nutrition guide, we're gonna teach you how to eat like an athlete and lift like an athlete. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of players, especially high school players, they just go to the gym and they just want to do chest and chest and tries back and buys, you know, working out like a bodybuilder. But if you guys want to perform at an elite level and you want to perform like an athlete, you have to work out like an athlete. You have to lift like an athlete. You have to fuel your body like an athlete. So we're going to teach you that with the nutrition side. We're going to teach you that with the supplement side. I know there's a lot of questions out there with, with which supplements you should take, especially, you know, for kids. So we're gonna teach you all about that, you know, with the program, it's all inside my app. So it's, it's super easy to follow, um, instructional videos in it. You know, you're gonna have one 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 with, with, uh, us and our team, we're gonna do weekly zoom calls, you know, with your parents. So we can, you know, talk about our goals and make sure that we're on the right path. And it's just gonna, you know, get you to the next level with, with your fitness. And then we've got some big things going on in the off season, which, um, we'll, we'll get into that later, but, uh, we're expanding the program. It's, we got some big things coming, um, big renovations happening in the facility, which are gonna be happening next month. So we're excited for that. So Chris, I know I don't see you very often, but, uh, thanks for coming on the pod and being my guest. Do you got anything to add? Uh, no, man. I, I think, uh, I think a lot of people like you say it all the time. Like I, uh, I'm the last guy to to do this but like where you've come like where you brought this social media youtube podcast um yeah i just want to say like good work like congrats to you on doing it because you know i don't i don't want to be the face (laughs) so it's just it's i think uh just for like the kids out there that are like listening that um want to get motivated it's you know you started with i'm gonna make a video like what do you guys think and i was like nah man I'll roll you, I'll roll you ground balls. I'm not, I don't want to do it. Um, and then where you've taken it, man, like, it's just, it's crazy. Um, the ride's just beginning. So, um, podcast number four, whatever, there's going to be a lot more. So like, good for you. Just keep it up, man. And let's get it.
Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, like I I always tell, you know, like with with like my story, like I was the last guy to put myself on camera. Like you know that. Like when we when the kids would see KPG would come to the camps, you were you were the face. I'm like not Chris, you're <laughs> yeah. going on the camera. Yeah, I was fumbling um, my but, words through it. Yeah, but I think it's it it really is stepping outside your comfort zone um with everything that you do is how you grow. You know, um, super uncomfortable for me to, to start a YouTube channel, super comfortable, uncomfortable for me to, to post on social media, to do, to do this. Like you gotta, if you want to grow and get better, you got to get uncomfortable. Um, and that goes for every area of your life for all you players listening. Um, if it's comfortable for you, you gotta, you gotta make it uncomfortable for uncomfortable if you really want to grow. So, um, so yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you guys so much for listening, Chris. Thanks for, for hopping on the pod. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now, I can't stress enough how important it is to get kids to fall in love with the sport and develop them as not just good players, but as good people as well. If you're a beginner coach and you're looking for some tips and some drills, make sure to go check out our YouTube channel, our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. It's all at Northern Baseball Training. We have a ton of videos on drills and tips and things like that. So make sure to go check it out.